The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. That winter chill is back this morning in Central Texas, but it is not here for long. The weather should warm up by the weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Eric Brennis, meteorologist Sean Kelly here with us. And for Kristen this morning, Yeah. and you brought that cold weather. That's right. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I had the, the winter jacket on. You know, the, the, the key for right now is not so much the actual temperatures as the wind chills. Wind yeah. chills are all yeah. sub-freezing. The wind will not let up. Right, I know. Yesterday we had some Days. wind gusts near yeah. 40 miles per hour. Woo. The winds do get a little bit better today and that okay. should help our situation. But yeah, this morning we're really feeling the chill. Look at this, current wind chills all below freezing here into the 20s and 30s. You see it's at 25 in Cameron is what it feels like to your exposed skin out in 21 in San Saba, 23 in Mason. So bundle up this morning. It is cold out there, courtesy of the wind still howling, howling here out of the north up to 20 to 25 miles per hour. The actual temperature here in Austin still above freezing slightly, but areas around Austin were already at that freezing mark, 36 degrees, so definitely get that extra hot cup of coffee brewing for you early this morning. We warm up, but not that much. We're actually colder than yesterday, only dealing with temperatures into the middle 50s, but it'll feel a little bit better today because the winds get lighter and the sun does come out. A little bit better tomorrow, but look at this warming trend. I mean, in very Texas fashion here, we warm back up quickly here into the 80s. But again, we've got one more freeze to get through early tomorrow morning. We'll talk about that coming up. But in the meantime, digging a bit deeper here into the city's cold shelters. Last year's shelters were not open when they should have been. That's according to a new city audit. The dates you see on your screen are all days the forecasted low was below 32 degrees and the observed low was even colder than that, but the city didn't open any shelters. All right, thank you, Sean. The Pflugerville School Board may soon decide to close one of its schools next week. After looking at six different options, it's Dessa Elementary that could be on the chopping block. The district wants to cut costs, but also increase enrollment at some campuses. KXAN's Nabil Ramadna shows us what this means for those who could be forced out. Parents and teachers. I believe DES deserves a chance. Disappointed at hearing Dessa Elementary School could close. To the board, I do not envy your role as decision makers. I know that you are facing big and difficult decisions. Pflugerville ISD is facing a $12 million budget deficit. Closing the school is one option that could help with that deficit, according to the district. That east side of the district um, where we do have all that growth. And so there's a lot of other campuses very close that are lower enrolled that we can shift some of those students. Six different schools have been considered for closure. But after multiple meetings, DESA was the last school on the list. In a letter to families, the superintendent stating the school has struggled academically for the past few years. Dessau's principal responding at the latest meeting. Dessau Elementary is more than a campus that has struggled academically. It is composed of excellent educators and support staff. Now, if Dessau Elementary School does close, that means students here would be spread out to other elementary schools nearby. One of those just across the way, Delco Elementary School. I think school districts need to be really careful and, and really thoughtful. 
Dave DeMatthews with the University of Texas says students can face challenges when moved away from friends and teachers they're familiar with. In the short term, it's going to be very disruptive. We've, we're going through a pandemic still. Kids are still behind, and so um, that could cause even greater need for tutoring, um, investments into reading and uh, interventionists. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Taking an in-depth look at the effects changing schools may have on students, researchers with the MacArthur Foundation found moving to a new campus at any age can impede school performance, social skills, and behavior. And those negative effects can feel worse if a child moves multiple times. The study also found children appear to bounce back. Researchers say for elementary students, the impact can fade away by the time they attend middle school. And there are different ways to help ease the transition. Parenting experts suggest allowing your child and yourself to acknowledge you are feeling stressed because that can create an opportunity to talk things out. Talk to your child, your child's new teacher about your concerns. And another recommendation, wait a while before your child reunites with their old friends. This can give them some, some time and a chance to feel comfortable in their new school environment and make friends there. Governor Greg Abbott announcing seven emergency items for the Texas legislature. This came during his State of the State address last night in San Marcos. We brought it to you live here on KXAN last night. The governor laid out his priorities, one of the top items, fentanyl and stopping more deaths. Fentanyl poisoning has now become the leading cause of death of Americans between 18 and 45. This travesty must end. He says Texas needs to call fentanyl deaths what they are, poisonings, and prosecute them as murderers. He's also pushing to increase the supply of Narcan. Lawmakers will ultimately decide how or whether to act on any of those items. A drug shortage that's been going on for six months, it's not getting any better. Why government regulations are adding to the problem. And Vegas to Austin, the new airport and development being considered in Central Texas. Happy Friday. We have made it. Hopefully this is your Friday. I know some people might not be. It might be their Wednesday or something like it's that. It's still but Friday, though. It is but I know Friday, and the energy hopefully is exciting. It's 4.39 right now on this Friday morning, and this is a live look from atop the KXAN rooftop. It's still hard for some people to find a drug that helps them focus. Six months into the shortage of ADHD drug Adderall, there's no end in sight. We also have patients who are rushing to find alternatives, and those drugs are now in short supply. Adding to the problem, the Drug Enforcement Agency limiting how much Adderall can be produced. There isn't really a good backup plan. It's not easy to change between drugs in this class. A lot of patients need these medications to function. U.S. Adderall prescriptions more than doubled in the last 12 years, and we saw that big surge during the pandemic when doctors were seeing patients remotely. Still ahead, how leaked audio is stirring up debate about school voucher programs. The latest from Michigan State University following the shooting deaths of students, the new details about the shooting suspect, and other threatened attacks.
This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Hey there, good morning. Hopefully your day is off to a good start. 443, this is how... The Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center currently looks. It's definitely cold out there. 36 degrees, still windy. Sean says this wind will settle, though, later today. Now what we need to do, we want to expand that program to provide every parent with the ability to choose the best education option for their child. So far this legislative session, Governor Greg Abbott has pushed for school choice, an idea for a voucher-like program. But there's some new leaked audio where a high-ranking Texas Education Agency official is heard admitting this school voucher program would likely decrease funding for our state's public schools. KXAN investigator Kelly Wiley obtained that audio, tells us how education leaders are reacting. A leaked phone call between a parent and a deputy commissioner at the Texas Education Agency. In the call, Deputy Commissioner Steve Leshlow advocates for the school voucher program in Texas while admitting it would likely financially hurt public school districts. Traditional public school districts are getting less money, but there are no like detrimental impacts on actual like student learning that are associated with that. Uh, that money, right? So school districts, what they have to do is just like be smart about, um, like if they lose students, be smart about how they allocate the resources. And like, um, right, like maybe that's one less fourth grade teacher. Officials with the Texas Education Agency have not said if Leshlow will face reprimand over the phone call, but said in part the deputy commissioner was referring to schools staffing strategically while preserving good student-teacher ratios, not staff layoffs, and said ultimately any decision related to the broader topic in question will be made by the legislature. In the call, Leshlow also asked the parent if he can give their contact information to Governor Abbott's speechwriter, the Association of Texas Professionals educators say they were shocked at the call. We continue to hear from pro-voucher uh, advocates is that voucher systems aren't going to hurt the public school system. Um, and yet, you heard this TEA official um, in trying to um, groom and recruit someone um, to speak on their behalf, um, candidly admitting that in fact a voucher program is going to likely defund public schools um, and that that's just a thing that public schools would have to deal with. That was Kelly Wiley reporting for us. Leshelow's role at the TEA as deputy commissioner has him responsible for improving the overall system performance of local education agencies. So this includes things like compliance and investigations, field support and accreditation and enforcement. In a statement, the TEA told KXAN it supports students having access to high quality education and actively supports public school systems. Going in depth in an exclusive interview, KXAN's Monica Madden asked Texas Speaker of the House Dade Fallon about school vouchers. 
your public education committee, you appointed several uh, members who have been opposed to school vouchers in the past. Are school vouchers dead upon arrival in the House? No, no not at all. There's going to be a very meaningful discussion on school vouchers. If you ask uh, 149 House members out there on the floor what, what school choice means to them, you're going to get 149 different uh, responses. In the Senate, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has pledged to pass what he calls a school choice bill this session. The best water park in Texas is right here in our backyard. The Texas Public Pool Council named the Rock and River in Round Rock as the best because of the impact it had on the city's families. City says 109,000 guests visited the water park last year. It's got a slide, it has a pool, water basketball, and that lazy river, among many other attractions. It's also the hub for the city's lifeguard program. The water park is closed for the season right now. It'll be back open in the summer. Costs vary between five and twelve bucks, which okay. not oh, a bad that, deal. I, mean, I know really for a water park. I, I was gonna say for a second, did they factor in Schlitterbahn because <laughs> that water park is amazing. Yeah, no, there's yeah. some really good ones. I think yeah. this more focused at like the family like factors, thing. like how it's improving the right. city and right. stuff yeah. like that. And okay. I mean, five to twelve dollars to get in. That's, that's a deal. That's bad. amazing. All right, all right, let's get you outside. Yeah, we've uh, actually kind of almost got water park like weather as we make our way towards next week. Can you believe it? Spring-like temperatures. We're starting off with winter-like temperatures right now. It is sub-freezing out there. Uh, dangerously cold up in uh, San Saba. You're in the 20s. Bundle up. Make sure the kids, your whole family is wearing that winter jacket before they head outside. It is freezing cold up towards the north and west and San Saba down through Mason County. 28 degrees freezing in Fredericksburg. Freezing up through uh, areas in and around down just south and west of Austin. Still slightly though above freezing across the metro and out towards the east here. But in the next few hours, I think we'll get pretty close to it. We do warm up a little bit here, a little bit, not much, but about a lunchtime hour, we're closer to the 40s here with the winds out of the north, and then we're only looking at a low to middle 50s for high temperatures today. So technically speaking, today will be a colder day than yesterday. Tomorrow morning, we'll get close to that freezing mark once again. And it's all thanks to the winds here still out of the north. Not as windy as yesterday, but still a bit breezy out there. That's making those wind chills again feel extra cold this morning. The winds again still will be out of the north, gusting up to 20 miles per hour, and then five finally becoming lighter tomorrow and then actually getting out of the south again that will be a warm wind starting off your morning here clear skies and that's helping to really cool down these temperatures nothing going on out there no rain nothing like that but we will eventually start to see increasing clouds later on tomorrow morning into the afternoon but again still no rain in the forecast in fact we're dry all weekend long we're dry to start off the work week next week but our next chance of rain still a little iffy on our confidence here a lot of models kind of showing some really low rainfall totals but again this looks like it'll be our next chance of rain that would be wednesday afternoon so today 54 degrees for high temperature it is chilly but mainly sunny skies breezy conditions lighter winds tomorrow and then warming on up through the remainder of the weekend. We're right back into the 80s by next week.
This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. All right, Noah Gross here with Amro Tarek. Said that correctly, right? Yeah. Okay, just learned how to say it officially. One of the newest members of Austin FC. Want to first ask, you came here to Texas probably expecting some warmth. You came right in the middle of when that ice storm hit a week ago. How was your first week in Austin here in the cold? Yeah, I was pretty shocked, you know. Like, uh, I came here and it was like summer, summer weather, but uh, luckily now everything is good. And, and joining a team with some familiar faces, that's Coach Josh Wolf about you, and then Brad Stuver, the goalie, got a big smile on his face when we asked him about you. You have some familiar faces here. What's the excitement going to a team where you already know some of the players and coaches? Yeah, I think uh, it helps a lot, you know, like to see some familiar faces. You know, like uh, when you're the new guy, uh, you kind of need this. Uh, see the old uh, teammates, and also Preston was my uh, goalkeeper coach in New York Red Bull, so it was very nice to have them here. You've played all around the country and the world. Uh, I'm sure you've been told about how great the crowd is here, and I know you saw it in years past. What's the excitement level to play in front of the Austin fans that are very rabid? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, they are one of the best fans in MLS, and the atmosphere in the stadium is just amazing. So I'm really excited about it. If you're going to do an interview with me, I'm obviously going to ask about food at some point. And being uh, somebody that's played for the Egyptian national team, do you have a signature Egyptian food that you would recommend? Yeah, I think uh, our like uh, like main dish is like kosheri. This is like some uh, rice, uh, pasta, lentil. It's kind of like all like uh, carbohydrates. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, and I have some spices too. That's what makes it special. Is that a better pregame or postgame meal? Would you say? I would say both, you know, like before okay. the game you need like some carbohydrate, after you also need it. Uh, yeah. Very versatile. And then just finish with kind of talking about what kind of player Austin fans can expect they're getting in uh, you with, with the Verde and Black here. Yeah, I think um, uh, I'm going to give my best. Uh, I'm going to be honest to the team and work hard to, uh, to push for a starting position and uh, to push the guys in my position. That was Noah Gross reporting for us. Slice of Las Vegas and a new airport could be coming to Central Texas. Plans are in the works. Construction underway out near Bastrop. Talk with the Austin Business Journal reporter Justin Sayer about these projects. This area behind us doesn't look like much, but it is seeing a development boom right now. We have Elon Musk Boring Company here. We have SpaceX out here. Uh, but this proposed development is on a whole nother scale. Yeah, you know, manufacturing facilities are one thing, but an airport, that's a completely different game. You know, uh, what they're planning to do is also, you know, a bigger, bigger development with some business and getting some jobs in there. So, yeah, this is nothing like this side of the metro has seen. There's also this marketing brochure that's calling it Las Vegas comes to Austin. Can you explain what would be in what's being called the Emerald City development? Yeah, so right behind us, you know, I know it doesn't look like much, but uh, what's proposed, they're calling it equal parts Las Vegas, equal parts Disney World, equal parts Venice, Italy. You know, there would be a resort hotels with a Ferris wheel in them, you know, an indoor ski resort, uh, a lagoon, you know, just a lot of stuff that the Austin Metro just hasn't seen. It's not legal in Texas yet, but do they want to bring gambling here also? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's been a push at the state legislature, you know, all the, if you check the lobbyists, all the big casinos like MGM and, you know, Caesars actually do have uh, lobbyists working to get that legalized right now. These are huge projects. A developer wants to build an airport, build a mini city. Are they realistic or are they pie in the sky? You know, that's the that's the question. Uh, if you remember, this project actually was proposed back in 2010 and they started making progress and it just disappeared. So now that it's back, you know, we're just wondering what's changed.
Justin Sayers with the Austin Business Journal. Thank you so much, Justin. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.